Isaiah 40, verses 1 to 8. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. Grass withers and the flowers fall, because their breath of the Lord blows in them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Of the Lord. Good morning. It's uh, great to see you this morning um, as we begin our season of Advent. Uh, one of the things I've had to do this week as a consequence of what I did badly last week is I've been racked with a certain amount of guilt about the way I described the Advent book that we are recommending that you have a read uh, this uh, Advent season. And the reason was this, is that last Sunday I stood up and said, love you to read this Advent book, written by Joe Swinney, She's the wife of the vicar at Holy Trinity, Coombe Down. At the moment I said those words, in an attempt to try and give it some local context and to encourage you to read somebody who is local and written a great book, I, my heart sank thinking I've defined her by who she's married to. So that's not the best way to do it. So I encourage you to read Joe Swinney's book. She's an author. Um, I've got 15. That a number of you have said you'd like a copy. Come and see me at the end. She was here on Thursday evening. Uh, Joe apologized on my behalf. That's not how forgiveness works, by the way. Uh, but but uh, so I've still got a bit of work to do uh, in terms of doing that, uh, in terms of saying to Joe uh, to apologize to her properly. Anyway, let's pray after that. Father, thank you that you are compassionate. You love us and you want us to know that love more than anything. Thank you that your heart is for us. Amen. The adults who've been in our services over the last few weeks, we, we went, we've just spent a series going through Galatians. And in many ways, the book of Galatians has been a bit fierce in some ways. Paul writes with such passion and with such energy to try and help these Christians uh, get on the right path. And we've just finished that and we're beginning Advent by looking at the, the reading that Reese read so beautifully uh, this morning. God is speaking to his people. God is speaking to his people. And when God speaks, I wonder in your own mind, when you think about how God might speak to you, do you think of God as being quite fierce? Do you think of God being quite gentle? Do you have a picture of how God speaks, of God being quite fierce and quite intense, or quite gentle? We see both in the Bible, and in many ways, if you'd read the, the, the chapters before, 
uh, that we read, you'd see how fierce sometimes God hates when things are bad, things are wrong, and he longs to put us on the right path. But let me make it a bit more personal to you. When I was growing up, my sister had to learn as part of the thing our church did, a poem each year and would have to kind of recite it at the front of church each year. Uh, But there was a little poem, and I might have said this before, that started this, that stuck with me. If Jesus came to your house to spend a day or two, if he came unexpectedly, I wonder what you'd do. Actually, the poem went on for a lot longer than that, but I'll, I'll save you that. But think for for a minute this morning. If Jesus walked through this door this morning, if he came back to earth and he plonked himself next to you, what would you be thinking? What would you be feeling? Would you, for example, be fascinated? Would you actually feel a sense of unworthiness that suddenly God is sat next to me and suddenly all the things, as Fran has just led us through the confession, all the things, the broken parts of our lives, suddenly he may reveal us to be who we really are. Or would you be fascinated just to start to be with him, to listen to him, talk to him. How do you picture Jesus this Christmas? These last couple of years that have been difficult for all of us, I wonder whether you have experienced God's comfort. We've themed our theme of Advent about the ever-present God. But have you known God's comfort in the last 18 months or so? In the many struggles that each of us face, you may have struggles at school, you may find things really hard, it may be amazing where you are. Have you known God to draw near? Or actually, are you trying to just get through? You feel like you're on your own, trying to get through. But maybe you don't feel you're on your own. Maybe actually many of us have found great strength in our families. Lots of us maybe have found comfort in our friends, our hobbies, the amount of food and drink that we now consume because we've been stuck inside so long. Our entertainment, we now have nursed ourselves more and more in work. Spending time on technology. And some of those habits and some of those things are all good things. They all have their place. But they don't take the place of meeting God and experiencing God's comfort for your own. The thing is this, we all need God's comfort. We all need God's comfort. As I've said, our reading marks a change in the book of Isaiah where things are quite fierce and God is actually saying things are really, really bad. And I don't know how you react when you feel God rebuking you. God points something out in your life that you know is wrong and God puts his finger on it. He wants to free us. 
but sometimes we're so proud, we you know, want to keep God at a distance. But here in this reading, <coughs> God comes to them in amazing tenderness and in great comfort. Verse 1 starts, comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. God brings a message of hope and of comfort amongst the great struggles that they're going through. They're in exile, things are hard, but God is saying, have hope. You are going to be restored. The suffering won't go on forever. I know you're impatient for freedom and to get out of captivity, but liberation, as we looked in the book of Galatians, is in the air. So this morning I was looking for a few ideas to how I can try and communicate some of the ways in which God brings comfort. And I went looking for inspiration in our culture. <coughs> so, here is apparently, <laughs> I have to say I feel a bit of a, a fraud standing up saying this, don't I Joe? Here apparently is a fabric softener something like that, a well-known brand, and the brand is called Comfort. What does this brand do? We put our, it in with our clothes, it freshens them up, makes them clean, puffs them up, gives them a beautiful aroma, so that actually our clothes will be <coughs> at the best. Soft to the touch, apparently. Not harsh. That's what apparently comfort does. It's a fabric conditioner, so they tell me. I don't want to just hold on to this today. I'd like to give somebody some fabric conditioner. Who would like some fabric conditioner? Oh, do you know, I was going to give it to a bloke, Adrian. I, I was going to give it to a bloke. You want that kind of soft feeling to you. Jenny Griffiths. Pleasure. See, the thing is this morning is that in our reading we find God does speak with tenderness and comfort. It's not just a harsh word because God wants to bring us to life. He wants to see us as our best. He wants us to have the aroma of Christ, the kind of being like he's called us to be. And he has the ability to bring us to life if we'll let him and invite him into our lives. But the bad things, the power of sin, need breaking, need cleaning off us so that actually they, we can start to show the world how good God is. So this morning, maybe God is speaking to you tenderly. Maybe it's a while where you haven't heard God whisper your name stop and think, I know you, I love you, and I want you to know that. Let me bring you back to life. I agonized hard over my second bit of inspiration. <laughs> 
southern comfort. <laughs> My father was a Methodist. I am teetotal. However, I couldn't resist buying this. I'm actually going to buy a whole bottle of whiskey because actually this is a, I only learned that you can have it in a can with lime and lemonade anyway, uh, which is intended to be a drink that at the end of the day, after a hard day of hard labor, you know, you've worked really hard, done lots of things. At the end of the day, apparently, people sit and take a drink to revive them, to renew them, to refresh them at the end of a hard day's labor. Who would like some southern comfort? <laughs> Mary Warren, are you putting your hand up, Mary Warren? <laughs> Very good, Mary. Oh, you're just looking from the sun. Sorry, Mary. I was actually going to buy a whole bottle of it and actually issue a challenge to people who do like whiskey. And I know there are one or two of you. So I will buy you a bottle of whiskey if you invite some non-Christian friends around to share it with and to share your story. I will personally buy you a proper bottle of whiskey if you're prepared to do that. That's a down payment. See, Isaiah in our reading speaks of a God who's longing for his people to receive. You'll notice there's a word in there that God longs for us to receive what he has to bring. He knows our experience is tough, but he wants to give us things that bring us back to life. His words that bring us back to revive us and to renew us. And he's longing to speak life into our lives. And the good news and the image that we've chosen uh, for Christmas is a path. It's not quite a straight path. But the promise is you may be facing really difficult things. Health issues, family issues, work issues, relationship issues. But God doesn't want you to journey it on your own. He has a place prepared for you, an ultimate place, that is a completely straight road. But in the meantime, he wants to walk with you and to give you life day by day by day. You may look and see a wilderness ahead of you or a desert. God wants to come and walk you through. We had a, um, actually I'll say this, this makes me sound quite virtuous. This week we had our Advent retreat day for the diocese. I'm saying this while Adrian's sat here. And actually it was, I w it was really surprising. It was really good. I don't mean that disingenuously. <laughs> but there's someone who came and talked to us about um, three of the biblical characters in the Old Testament and talked about the fact, we often talk about walking with God, but have you thought the fact that God walked with us? That God walked with us and that's what he wants to do with us today. You know, in the last 18 months, it's been so noticeable that people are trying really hard to get through, but I don't hear a lot that God is in the equation, that God has something to offer us in the hardship of our existence. But are we thirsty? Are we hungry for God to lead us through? God has open hands for us this Advent. His hands towards us are open. Now, the other, the last thing I found was apparently there's a, 
a range of hotels called the Comfort Inns. Apparently, they're in the Travelodge brand sort of kind of uh, area. And so I looked them up and found out that there's a, a range of small hotels, a bit like a Travelodge. There's seven of them apparently in the UK. Nearest one is Arundel in Sussex. And the intention is that they give you a nice night. Now, I'd like to give someone a check. If you look closely at the, the passage we looked at, Isaiah talks about the greatness of God. He talks about a splendor and a future that isn't just our own human suffering. But he wants us to lead us to our home, to a place of rest, a place of peace, a place of joy, where the joy never fades, where the there's no anxiety, no pain, no suffering, so that we can enjoy heavenly splendor for all our lives. And I, today I'd just like you to take some time as we prepare for Christmas this year. God does long to shepherd us as his sheep. God does care for you this morning. He really does care for you. He wants to lead you through whatever it is you're doing or whatever is going on in your life. But he wants to bring you rest. No striving, no fear, comfortable in God's hands. Let me pray. Father, I want to thank you that you are present in your word. You are with us, you are here by your spirit. And Father, I ask that you would bring us your comfort and your life this Advent. That we wouldn't just try and get our heads down try and do things on our own, but we'd allow you to come to us, to draw near to us, and to lead us over the coming season of our lives. Father, would we receive your love, receive your peace, receive your life. 